Good morning, Lake Norman. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we are about town today. Actually, we are about the region today. So it's going to be an interesting show for everyone to listen to and learn something. And we've got some interesting characters here in this room. Uh, they include the current mayor of Davidson, North Carolina, along with the former mayor of Huntersville, North Carolina. And certainly I'm the mayor of Cornelius, and we're going to do a collaboration on let the world know how we work together. We're going to miss today Huntersville Mayor Bells. Her schedule had some conflicts with it, but uh, graciously, former Mayor Anarella was able to join us today. And uh, uh, Rusty Knox and I worked with John for quite a few years. Actually, he was our senior in the group for, <laughs> for a while. And uh, so we learned a little bit from John along the way. We agreed with him sometimes. And uh, um, actually, he was a... He uh, but was a, I was right most of the time. There you go. He was a great mayor of Huntersville, and, and we do miss him. But uh, anyway, let me start out by uh, kind of letting these guys introduce themselves. So I'm going to start out, uh, well, I guess, in alphabetical order with the mayor of Davidson, Rusty Knox. Rusty and I got elected the same time back in 2017. 2017, yeah. And we have uh, concurrently run uh, together for three terms now, and we're both running for our fourth term as mayor. So it, it's been an interesting journey, hasn't it, Rusty? It, it's, you know, I, I would have never thought that that six years had passed and I'd, I'd be sitting here saying I'm running for my fourth term, but... Uh, you know, I'm I'm excited to uh, continue the work that uh, uh, we've started in the six years I've been there, and a lot of the work that we're carrying on for the, our predecessors to uh, keep Davis in the special place that it is. Well, tell us a little history about you, you the guy. So, I I am I am a lifelong townie. I uh, my dad. Uh, graduated from Presbyterian College, and I was actually born in Joanna, South Carolina, which is a little unincorporated town outside of Clinton where Presbyterian is. And a year later when he graduated, we moved back to Davidson where he was from. And uh, I grew up there. I did live in Fayetteville for 13 years uh, from 81 to 94 and moved back and uh, was able to spend the last seven years of my dad's life when his health was failing with him. So that was good. He was still the mayor when I moved back. Uh, he was the mayor for uh, 12 years. Um, You're getting close. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a long way to go. <laughs> I don't know if I have the fortitude to do it for that many years. But uh, it, it's uh, I'm a real estate broker by trade. Uh, I moved back here to work with my family business, Knox Realty. We sold that business in 2012 to Alan Tate. So my sister, I joke around, my sister and I just conveyed with the building when Alan Tate took over. Um, I am a musician. Um, I, I have had bands over the years. I have recorded a couple CDs in Nashville, and I still play out occasionally when my uh, schedule warrants. I am married. I've got five kids and five grandkids, and uh, life is good. That's, that is absolutely fantastic. Rusty and I have known each other for many, many years, back, way back in the day where he he lived in Cornelius, actually, 
and lived right beside my little grandmother. Yeah. And uh, the, he he was a great neighbor to her. Miss Eva was something else. Too. In her, yeah. And uh, never did I think I'd be sitting in a radio show as mayor talking about Miss Eva. I know. But, uh, she was she was uh, quite a lady. So moving on to Huntersville. Uh, John Anarella was mayor of Huntersville when Rusty and I both ran, and uh, I think you, as as we said, had a little seniority on us at that particular time. You you have since retired mm-hmm. and uh, determined not to run. So, when when were you? What's your little bit about your history, John? Well, you can tell I'm the retired mayor since I don't have a sport coat on this morning. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I moved here from uh, New York, Long Island, in 1986, and in Huntersville, 1997, with my wife and two children, and was very involved in politics and uh, decided to run in 2015. Uh, the big issue back then, if anybody remembers, uh, uh, was the toll roads. The toll roads, and, yeah. Uh, you know, that was a, a defining moment for this uh, community. A lot of the elected officials that supported that uh, became ex-elected officials. So I ran and uh, from 2015 uh, through 2021, served as mayor, uh, promised my wife I'd only run twice and ran three times. So uh, I was retired by her and, um, you know, watched Huntersville, North Mech, uh change dramatically over the last 25, not as many years as you all have lived here. I know you're both North Mech grads and you know, I went to Walt Whitman High School up in Long Island. So. I gotcha. I, I got <laughs> It's a little you. bit different. So- and then we have... Um, uh, a daughter that just got married. We're expecting our first grandchild oh, in January. And a son who just got engaged is a lieutenant in the Coast Guard in wow, Texas. Wow, that's super. So yeah. what did you do before um, you were mayor? Well, I, I still work. I still have my own investment firm. Yes. Uh, but I was uh, very involved in Republican politics from, you know, I don't know, late 90s to till today, really. Yeah. You were uh, chairman of Mecklenburg County? Yes. Yeah, back in 2004 to 2007. Yeah. That was... Uh, that was quite a task. I bet that was. I, I, that's where you cut your teeth a little bit. But yes. you did get to know a lot of folks during those days, I'm sure. Yeah, we, I did. And and then uh, I think we always worked real well together. I, I, we did, I did tease you that I would have my two-year experience on the older guys. But, uh, you know, I think it was always important, and especially during the pandemic, if you remember, we were never getting together. And uh, we doing Zoom calls and everything, and then we all started you know, meeting the other mayors for lunch, and and that, I think that really helped just at least getting to know what was going on in the other neighbors, uh, other mayors' uh, communities, because uh, you, you don't get a lot of that from a Zoom call. Exactly. Uh, and, I, and I think that was always important when we had some decisions. We didn't always agree, but at least we understood where everybody was coming from. Well, I think uh, really not trying to grab credit uh, for this group, but none of the, much, not much of that ha- actually did happen until the three of us were mayors at the same time. And uh, and that was sort of the beginning of this collaboration of uh, the North Mecklenburg mayors. We, we would add Mooresville in from time to time. Mm-hmm. The four-town uh, dinners or gatherings had sort of stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, we revived that. Uh, we all um, were involved with Lake Norman Transportation um, Group at, at, a, at a while. We changed that around just a little bit, um, but we still collaborated and we still worked together and we still communicated. I think a lot of our citizens don't, don't believe that we really 
talk to each other. Mm -hmm. But we we enjoyed um, the camaraderie. We had like problems, as we all know, uh, particularly with transportation, particularly with the toll roads. I mean, the list goes on. Um, we had issues related to growth that really uh, combined these communities. We're separate towns, but our problems and challenges were pretty much lined up. So work, working together to make a difference with uh, at least talk about talking about it and collaborating with each other was, was critical at that particular time. So this is Mayor Woody Washam, and we are here with About Town with Mayor Rusty Knox and former Huntersville Mayor John Anarella. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. There's way, way more to come with these two mayors in the room. So stand by, and we'll be right back. Good morning again, Lake Norman. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washerman. We're back for the next segment of our show. My guest today, Davidson Mayor Rusty Knox and former Huntersville Mayor John Anarella. Welcome back, gentlemen. You, you came back. back. Now, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm relieved you did. Um, we were talking about the issues related to regional uh, collaboration and the fact that we do spend a lot of time together. I know back in the days of covid uh, we had to fight some battles, didn't we, John? Yes, we did. We really did to get some doors open that we had felt like the uh, uh, particular business type had you know, just been wronged a bit. So, so well, yeah, that was a, that was a mission, wasn't it? I mean, that, that was a that, really I mean, an effort. What is essential? Exactly. And uh, you know, I know Rusty could appreciate this because uh, realtors were not deemed essential in Mecklenburg yeah. County at the time, and auto dealers and quite a few others that were deemed essential around the state. So you could buy and sell a house in 99 counties in North Carolina, but you couldn't do that in person in uh, Huntersville. It just seemed wrong. Um, so yeah, we collaborated together and uh, convinced the county to uh, ease up on those restrictions, not all of them, but, uh, and then even when we had, uh, the parks were being closed. Remember there was, a we had a softball tournament between, uh, exactly. 600 kids, I think were coming here and maybe June, July or something. And, and of course it was all outside, it right? It was. Yeah. We kept our parks open. We kept our tennis courts open. We, uh, did all that. And it, you know, it's not, Nobody ever gave me a book about what to do when you're mayor, but they certainly didn't give us a book about what to do when you had a pandemic. No, exactly. And it was a learning experience for everybody. Exactly. I've had people ask me, what's the hardest thing you've done as mayor? And it was being the mayor during COVID because well, you don't realize what's put on you because everybody's looking to you and your leadership role to, what are you going to do to help us? You know, and it's not necessarily financial help, but it's, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I think our, our three communities collectively embraced uh, particularly our smaller businesses where, where we, we did everything we could to support them because, you know, they're the backbone of our communities. I mean, you guys have bigger footprints and you do have some larger big box stores, but by and large, small businesses in the North Met community are, are what's the fiber of our community. And, and I think we did a really good job collectively in, in making sure those doors stayed open. We ate out a lot, we so to speak. To we we did a lot up, of yeah. takeout. Yeah. 
I waited an hour and a half one time for takeout, which I would never do. Exactly. But, we all got to know DoorDash pretty well, too, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. We, we really did. And uh, I look back on those days, and my goodness, all three of us were there at the, at the same time, and it was like we... It was like we got those years sort of taken away from us in terms of our leadership uh, and, and moving certain agenda items mm -hmm. forward. Um, so one of the reasons I'm running again, probably you too, Rusty, but, uh, uh, you know, we need to make up for a little time and we're still catching up. There's still issues that we relate back to during those days that uh, we scratch our heads and, and think, man, how do we make it through all that? But the small business, the effect on small business still lingers. We, we lost some good ones. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we supported some good ones, too, that, that really, really made a difference. So I've never posted so much on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of videos yeah. and a lot of things just to communicate what was going on and what was the restriction of the day or the lack of the restriction or what have you. It was, uh, it was an interesting time. And, you know, uh, moving forward to today, uh, I, I guess one of the questions that I got back out at uh, one of the community forums that, that I'm doing around town right now was, uh, are you going to shut us down again? And, you know, where, is, where are we headed with this uh, COVID epidemic or the potential of it uh, renewing itself? Well, man, I hope not. How, how do you guys well, I, feel I, about I that? I do too. I tell you, and and ironically, uh, I've I've come across several situations in the last couple of weeks where I've had people unable to show up for jobs because they had COVID. They tested positive. In fact, uh, Senator Tillis's wife Susan just tested positive last week for COVID. So it's still out there. And uh, you know, I I I I pray that that we are eyes wide open, ears wide open and we realize early how to curtail this thing so we don't ever get to the situation we were in. I think we as a nation uh, experienced what you alluded to, John. We were doing something we had no training to do. The U.S. was doing something that had no training to do and the state and the county were the same way. So uh, I think we, we can learn from the mistakes that were made, but I think we can learn from the successes we had in getting through it, too. So uh, I, I'm just praying it, it doesn't rear its ugly head again. Well, we had no idea of the impact on our towns uh, financially or anything else. And uh, it, it was scary. Uh, we just didn't know. We didn't know the end result. We just didn't know what it was going to take to get through it. We knew we would. I don't think there was ever a doubt on anybody's part. But I so felt for these small businesses and their struggles. Uh, you know, we, we did get some um, uh, COVID relief money along the way uh, from the government. Uh, some people agreed with that and some didn't. I, I realized that. But um, I think all of our towns put that to pretty good use at the end of the day and made a difference. Yeah, but who would have ever thought we would have had the real estate impact from COVID in terms of people moving here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were already moving here, but they, it got supercharged. And then I, f I feel like an old person, but gosh, the prices now too. And then trying to find that balance between having people that can live here and do all types of jobs uh, when, you know, the, the prices of houses are just gone through the roof and they haven't really come down. And then we're allowing more development here and the people that are here not everybody are, are pushing back on some of that development because, you know, there are so many pe more people here and 
we have had a lot of delays in our road infrastructure. Yeah, we really have, and and that's uh, certainly an obstacle to, to growth, and that's completely how my citizens feel about it. It's almost like in my town we needed to take a pause and let some of that catch up. Uh, some of the delays that have occurred um, are incredibly um, unfortunate. Uh, we had some major projects that uh, we've, we've got 13 projects in Cornelius. Seven of them are getting really, really close to bringing out the orange barrels. Huntersville's got orange barrels already, don't they? So Yeah, and that's like 5% of what's, what's coming. Yeah, I think it's over a billion dollars worth of uh, road improvements. It, it's incredible for a, for a town that size to have that much. So the good news of it uh, of all this is that we have been able to move the needle with approved road projects in this region. Uh, it has not been easy. It's something I worked in my early years very hard at at CRTPO, uh, you know, and, and then we sort of hit the wall in the last couple of years, uh, which is unfortunate. And, uh, you know, we've we got to catch up again. So I'm, I'm just so hopeful that uh, we keep that keep that ball rolling because when we get particularly six of these projects, which are moving pretty fast in my town, we're going to be transformed um, from a transportation perspective. Davidson's got some good projects that connects into Cornelius, and Huntersville's got some good projects that connects into Cornelius. Mm -hmm. We're sort of the, the, the middle child, if you will. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call us redheaded because I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like we are, but we are, we're sort of between... Um, the smallest town in the region and the biggest town in the region. We're mm -hmm. the middle size, middle middle kid here. So uh, anyway, you guys do have a lot of growth coming at you in Huntersville, don't you? How, how does that happen, John? You know, I'm, I'm obviously not as uh, uh, in tune with the day-to-day -day that's going on, but I have talked to people at the town and, uh, and staff, and it has just not slowed down one bit. Uh, commercial is just tremendous. Uh, I remember in 2015 meeting with some of the business leaders before I ran uh, or while I was running and uh, we didn't have a one pad ready project. So we couldn't recruit a business here um, unless we said, oh, something will happen in a, in a year. Now we have, I believe, five to six million square feet of commercial. Right. And what that does for our citizens, it, it does balance your tax base, which I know is what everybody's trying to do in terms of, you know, having a, a higher, t a more broad tax base and yet not tax the infrastructure or not tax the school system or, or what have you. And uh, so... On the commercial business side, and then certainly uh, we're having development and houses are selling uh, every day. Hey, right, Rusty, I'm, I'm, you know, and there are not many for sale. I live in Burkdale, and I think we have one out of 850 houses that may be for sale, or at least I see a sign. Yeah. Uh, so it's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it really is amazing. Um, but you guys are at a population in Huntersville of 70,000. Closing or, in on 70. Closing in on 70. Yeah. Uh, we're about probably 30 three maybe now not, not quite 33 in Cornelius Davidson somewhat over 15. 15 yeah just over 15 so you add all that up we're a pretty good sized city uh, and the the clout of adding all that up and us working together has really really made a difference could we do better than that absolutely we could uh, we need to flex our muscles and then we add Mooresville on top of that you got another 80,000 people up there a, so exactly so that that truly makes a difference so 
you guys in in uh, Davidson, you you abut Mooresville now, or or well, certainly so Iredale we, County. We keep our eyes wide open because you've got this corridor between the the town limits of Davidson and Mecklenburg County, and the town limits of Mooresville and South Iredale, and and you've got this five mile stretch that right now doesn't have any serviceable utilities or anything else, so it's still roughly undeveloped farmland. Uh, you know, we worry about that pipeline and, and what it's going to do when it does develop because th there's only two ways out of there, and that's 115, which is Main Street in Davidson, or hit Lane Tree Road and hit exit 31. So it's, um, you know, we're, we're I'm always talking to Mooresville about what's going on in that corridor just just to make sure that, that we are abreast, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you don't want Davidson citizens going to Mooresville and saying, don't do this because it'll impact us. Exactly, so. exactly. It's uh, it, it's crazy how we have to work with our neighbors now. That's just required. But uh, more to come. This is uh, Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we'll be right back with the mayors and the former mayor of Huntersville of North Mecklenburg. And we're back. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam for the next segment of our show here with Mayor Rusty Knox from Davidson and former Mayor John Anarella from Huntersville. We miss Mayor Bells, but uh, she did have a scheduling conflict today. Also, uh, I want to invite anyone that has any interest on, in calling asking us a question. You're welcome to do that. That number is 844-STUDIO-4, 844-STUDIO-4, and that, uh, that spells out 844-788-3464. We'd love to hear from our audience today. We'll answer the hard questions. We'll <laughs> give those to former Mayor Anarella, oh, most likely, you. Rusty. Yep. So, I'll take them on. So anyway, uh, we were talking about some economic development uh, opportunities and initiatives we all three uh, towns here in North Mecklenburg contribute to the Lake Norman Economic Development Corporation. It was a corporation that was uh, was founded and funded by the three towns, I don't know how long ago, 12, 14 years ago or something like that. And it's worked quite well. We have an executive director and a couple staff members that kind of helps us steer and coordinate our activities in developing economic, um, e economically, I should say, throughout our region. And that means bringing jobs to our region. How important is that, uh, John Anarella? I mean, you were probably in the beginning phases of that way back when, and you've seen it grow and evolve for sure. So how do you feel about us working together like that? Well, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, because we all know that if you work in Huntersville, you could live in Davidson, Cornelius, or Huntersville, and, and vice versa. And uh, we don't, most people that move here or live here, uh, they don't know the lines. They don't know where Huntersville starts or ends. And it always amazes me. A lot of people just stay within their three to four mile <laughs> radius of home. But if you can bring more jobs here, then you don't have to drive down 77 or uh, you know, go to another uh, community to work. Um, so, you know, the, the balance is, the challenge is what type of jobs to bring here that people can still uh, afford to live here and have a good quality of life. And uh, I think we've done a really good job. I mean, we're light manufacturing, obviously a lot of warehousing, flex space. And, um, you know, those are generally fairly good paying jobs. Uh, they don't take up too much of the uh, 
uh, the environment uh, in terms of uh, smokestacks and stuff like that. High tech. I mean, it's incredible the uh, the type of businesses that are here. Um, you know, we have 3D printing manufacturing of metals. Um, we have a, a tire distributor. Uh, you know, they're just all kinds of businesses that are here. And it's good to have some uh, group that will help coordinate or shepherd that company through the process of getting developed here. Exactly. Well, Davidson's done pretty well, too. I mean, you guys have, have worked on it. You're in a little different environment because you're a college town. And uh, tell us how that works, um, particularly with the industries that you have uh, um, well, recruited. So, you know, our, our three big employers in town are Davidson College, um, MSC Corporation, which is an auto uh, distribution company, and uh, Train uh, Ingersoll Rand. Mm. And other than that, we're small businesses. I think that one of the, the best storylines for, for what we're doing in town was a collaboration that was done uh, with the college in opening the Hurt Hub, which is a, a, a business incubator that is full, always full, with new upstarts. They do business training. Uh, there, There's high-tech one-off. I've seen drone simulators and all kind of stuff over there. So it's, it's really good to have an incubator uh, for upcoming businesses. You know, it, it's... Uh, we, we we have to rely on the fact that we have 200-plus small businesses in town, and that, that's what we have. We've got, uh, uh, as, as we have progressed, and now we're at 15,000 people, we've got some empty pads at Exit 30 that have a lot of interest right now. Mm-hmm. One was recently sold for a restaurant. Uh, we've got two hotel pads out there that's, that people are, are – actively actively looking at right now and then we've got uh, out on the 73 quarter uh, uh, we've got a lot of lot of traffic on uh, potential co- commercial development out there which is something that that I campaigned on was was trying to lessen the disparity between residential and and, and commercial sure. property taxes and, and it's it's tough for us. We don't have the the same math equation that a lot of cities do because our homes, I, you know, I, as a realtor, I push affordable housing. I want anybody that that would like to live in Davison to have the opportunity. But then I got to look at you and say it's six hundred thousand dollars just to get in. So it, it it it's a conundrum to be in. But our our tax base, although we don't have the volume of homes that Huntersville or Cornelius do. Um, our, our tax base is, is such that it, it's, it's a lot of money that we take in residentially because of that. Exactly. That's, that's kind of the way we are in Cornelius. I mean, we've got homes in the town of Cornelius that are as big as office buildings <laughs> uh, that line our 75 miles of shoreline on, uh, on Lake Norman. It's, uh, it's pretty incredible, but at the same time, our mix with commercial versus residential is not where we need it to be. It really is. It's uh, not quite there. So it's, a, it's certainly one of my goals to continue um, uh, inching up uh, the commercial side of things, which will offset some of the uh, impact on our residential uh, element here in town. So, you know, we're, we're excited about getting that done, and that's why I'm such a believer in bringing these jobs home if we can. Main reason is, you know, 
80, I think it's probably up to, and we all have similar numbers here, 85 to 90% of the folks that work in our town don't live here. That's, that's our number. Yours are similar. Huntersville is probably a little bit better. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, our folks can't afford to live here. Davidson's much like us in, in that regard. So, you know, we're all talking a lot about workforce housing. I mean, how cool is it for your police officers to live in the towns that they serve? They can't afford to do that in many cases. Firemen in the same category our teachers, our retail workers, our town employees. It's very difficult. So we're working on that. We haven't totally figured it out, but as we deal with and look at new projects coming to our town, certainly the first thing that these developers are going to hear about is what are you doing for, for affordable workforce housing? That's on our list of asks. And um, that was a major component that was just approved in a downtown project that my board approved this past Monday called Mills Market. Uh, there's an element of that or percentage of that particular project that will be affordable, uh, that the developers committed to it. Plus, they, they will be making a donation to the uh, Lake Norman, Cornelius Lake Norman Community Development Corporation. So with that, that allows us to help even more people with rental assistance and things of that nature. So it's a tough, tough setting, but you guys deal with that too, don't you? That always comes up in these economic development uh, yeah, it conversations. Does. I remember when um, Louis Vuitton was looking at Huntersville. I don't know if, I don't know if we I remember discussed that. that. Yes. And they said their average salary, and they were going to have 600 employees coming into Huntersville, was $30,000. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to feel guilty about the Louis Vuitton purse that they yeah, buy, right, but right. thirty thousand you you can't live in the next two counties over. Yeah, um, and you know, so we didn't get Louis Vuitton in Honorsville. Exactly. Um, but having said that, you know, it, 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 it's something that you know you have to think out of the box. And I hate using that term, but you know, we the town owns some land. Um, donated or somehow ended up receiving it. And we ended up giving it to Habitat and Hope House mm -hmm. so they can build four houses. Now, right. four is not a lot, but we found this land and we didn't have a purpose for it. And it was something that was, you know, surplus. So we did that. And I see that happening in some of the other, we have a new development going on uh, Hambright Road and um, 77, and within that development, there'll be commercial, uh, residential, and part of the residential, there'll be some uh, affordable housing. Uh, and I don't know if you can define affordable so easily, uh, because one person affordable is $500, another is 1000 but it's, it's based on, uh, you know, some criteria that would allow people at a certain level of income to live there that they wouldn't normally. So I, I think you're going to see developers do more and more of that um, because they want some workers there too, right? And they're going to want more and more people there. So Yeah, that that's such a crucial ingredient to um, economic development and, and getting more jobs here. more jobs we get here, the more people we keep off of these crowded roads it all works hand in hand with our transportation challenges. While we've got projects coming, we can't build them fast enough. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the potential of us continuing to do a good job and bringing jobs to our region. That's uh, certainly, certainly crucial. So, so excited about that. This is Mayor Woody Washam, and it's about town. And you know what? We'll be right back. Good morning again. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam right here with the mayor of Davidson, Rusty Knox, and the former mayor of Huntersville, John Anarella. Welcome back, gentlemen, for the final segment of our show today. It's been a, been a great conversation we've been having. So we continually talk about, you know, how to take this regional collaboration to the next level. Uh, there's all sorts of ways we can do that. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Are we as good as we can ever be, or how can we improve our muscle, if you will, by working together? It's got to make us stronger to work together, in my opinion. How do you, how do you guys feel about that, Rusty? Well, I, I, I think you've got to look at things. You, you've got seven cities in Mecklenburg County, including Charlotte and, and Mecklenburg County government, but if you look at collaboration, when uh, you know, I sit on MTC as you do, but I'm, I'm also on the board of CRTPO and the Connect Beyond Committee, and we've got representatives from 12 or 13 counties that are represented on these things because we've got to start looking regionally. We grow regionally 300,000 people a year here, right now, and 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 you got to look beyond the bounds of of. Uh, Mecklenburg County. You, you've got to look into Gaston and Lincoln and Iredell and Cabarrus and Union and then go into South Carolina, too, because we've got so many workers that come back and forth across the border into Fort Mill Rock Hill from Charlotte. So we, we I think we do as good a job as, as we can, but it, it needs improvement, absolutely. And, and I think the dialogues that are being had now, uh, I'm meeting more representatives from more counties than, I, than I've ever met because of the, the Connect Beyond group and because of CRTPO, because we've got to expand that footprint in order to link everything together to make this region work. Exactly. There's, there, there's no doubt about that. And uh, so, John, we've, we've come a long way with our collaboration. And uh, I think I think it starts with us, the mayors. I mean, I think if we aren't engaged with each other, we can't expect it to flow downhill to other positions, commissioners or staff and so forth. Um, we've come a long way. We all believed in it. We all sort of liked each other. We had a good, good relationship going into these jobs way back when. And uh, I think that's made a difference. But where do we go from here, in your opinion? How can we do better? Well, you know, I, I think we have to... Really, everybody should understand it. The majority of things we deal with are are not Republican, Democrat, unaffiliated. They're just things you need to do, you know, whether it's build a road or you know get water and sewer or whatever it is. And I think you have to get a, uh, enough people beyond the the politics. And you know, I'm a Republican, and and um, you know, I've collaborated with Democrats and uh, Republicans sure. unaffiliated. Uh, and what is the common goal? And do we have a common goal? So when you're talking these regional uh, projects, you know, can we, you know, back in the day, can you bring Lowe's here? And then what is Lowe's going to do for not only Mooresville, but Huntersville and uh, and so forth? And then, you know, can you get 
you know, I-77 widened or some, you know, these other things. I think if we were all together on those, we probably would have done a little better, you know, back in the day. Um, and then I think, you know, we are looked at as part of Mecklenburg. And there's always been that little city, town, country of Mecklenburg, right? And we always have to try to overcome that by, you know, linking up with Gaston and, and Cabarrus and the other communities. And I think the only way to do that is face-to-face, getting to know everybody. And, and you know, we, we, I think, have initiated more of that than of the surrounding communities. Right. You know, I don't know why, but that's just the way it's been, and, and I think we just have to continue to do that. I agree. Exactly. One of the things that uh, we've done in Cornelius is, um, you know, I got to a point with transportation that it, came, it became so frustrating that I decided to pull together uh, 14 of us. I mean, we're talking some of the, the movers and shakers in the town of Cornelius pulled them together to collaborate on transportation uh uh, infrastructure, how do we move those projects forward, how do we, we've been hearing about them forever, how do we implement them, and then how do we fund them? So in Cornelius, that, that is a, an ongoing, we're, we're heading into our third meeting with this group. We had Senator Sawyer with us last time, which was quite an eye-opening experience. Uh, but as, as we get to our goal, which is in December, a report back to the town board with some recommend, recommendations of how we move these projects forward sooner than later. Uh, you know, it shouldn't stop there. To me, it needs to evolve into a, a regional sort of conversation that somebody needs to head up. Uh, my request of the chamber has been that they take hold of it and grow it into a regional, you know, concept of, of um, helping us all figure that out uh, because it has different, different aspects to it. It has a political aspect. It, it's got a monetary aspect. Um, uh, you know, we've talked about different ways to approach it, like pennies for progress. Um, we've talked about a one-cent sales tax. I mean, we've talked about all sorts of things, but nothing has come together, and I think it's something we're going to have to agree with on a, on a regional basis. So what's your reaction well, I, to that? You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I was just thinking, I did a presentation to the chamber many years ago. It was the 43 easy steps to build a road. Yep. I think it's gotten more complicated than that. I do too. I think they've uh, added about yeah, 10, or, 10 because, or 15. you know, every one of our road projects are five years behind. And it wasn't about just money. It was a lot of logistics and mismanagement and so forth. And, um, you know, with the state having surpluses, you would think they would have, you know, gotten those other projects up and running and so exactly. forth. And so, yeah, we and we all have the same issue because we're all in the same region in terms of uh, North Carolina Department of Transportation and just working with them. And, and, you know, who is motivated to get this done on our schedule? Because everybody there is on their own schedule. And how do we get this project up above all the other projects when, you know, you can talk about the economic development, the pollution, you know, all the criteria that go behind, beyond. Cer certainly yeah. we emphasize our own in-town projects, but, you know, really it's bigger than that. One of the most impacted projects to Cornelius would be to have Highway 73 widened. Mm -hmm. And uh, and when a great project for Hunters will be for us to have Catawba Avenue widened. A project for Davidson would be to have the Potts Lone Beatty uh, uh, connector. connector road 
uh, done. And, uh, you know, all those things are looming out there, but how do we implement them? And then how do we make sure they get paid for? That seems to be the stumbling block. So there's got to be some solutions. And unless we press on that, uh, you know, I think they're going to continue to be hanging out there. So so we've taken hold of it. I hope you guys will figure out, well, well, me figure out a way to move move it forward a I, little bit. I, I don't want to make any enemies, but I still think that, that for on, on a smaller scale as far as infrastructure goes, uh, when the state did away with impact fees, yes, uh, that that hurt us all because uh, when you got a developer that's coming in and they're going to build 250 houses, that contribution, whatever it was, if it was ten thousand dollars a lot or twenty thousand dollars a lot, uh, went a long way to to local road projects. It went a long way to uh, help funding school projects. Uh, it went a long way to funding greenways and pedestrian safety projects. And, and when the legislature did away with the impact fees, that, that hurt us tremendously. I know South Carolina has found a way to re-implement impact fees for development, and I, I, I would hope that the legislature would look at that at some point. I, it's just there's the political uh, aspect. Hasn't Davidson right still had some kind of... Uh, uh, we, well, we have, we have our uh, affordable housing uh, payment in lieu. Oh, uh, okay. Thing, but that's all you know. That's all we've got, and uh, you know, we we now have developers that are are willing to build the houses. You know, they they've realized that uh, it, it it's not going to cost them anymore. These homes are still going to blend in with the neighborhoods and the last couple subdivisions that, and we've only approved like less than 500 houses in the six years I've been mayor. But mm. we've increased our affordable living footprint because the developers aren't aren't afraid to go ahead and put the units on the ground now. Mm-hmm. Well, we all have uh, growth uh, issues in our towns in terms of our population concerned about our growth. So we have to... We have to address it. We I mean we have to deal with it. We we have a new growth uh, management plan in Cornelius. Uh, Davidson's pretty cautious. Everybody talks about how I don't. I won't say difficult, but uh, <laughs> it's it's you don't you don't just waltz in Davidson get a get a project approved. Well, you don't in Cornelius anymore. Um, Huntersville is a little different. Um, you got more land, right, John? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we're the only place in Mecklenburg County that still has a bunch of land. Uh, you know, we we went through uh, a downtown uh, redevelopment plan. We went through a 2040 plan, which means, you know, what do you think, um, what do you want the town to look like in 17 more years? Um, and, you know, I think for the most part, you, you stick with the plan, except if you think there's something extraordinary, something that you didn't even think of. Uh, and I go back to, and, you know, there's pluses and minuses about this, but, you know, five or 10 years ago, you never thought of a full rental, single family housing community. Right. Some people are for or against that, but it was no on nobody's plan. Um, and we've approved a few of those. So instead of having 100 different tenants, you're going to have one. We're going to have 100 tenants, but you're going to have one person responsible to make sure that whole community uh, looks nice. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, so. the um, the transportation issues um, I know in my town are not being caused by growth. They're, they're really not. Cornelius has grown 0.6% in the last 24 months. That's just nothing. I mean, that is almost no growth. Davidson's not too much uh, more than that, maybe yep. slightly. Huntersville's a good bit more than that. Yeah. So, 
um, you know, that's what's that's what our impact on transportation and projects really looks like today. So it's been a great, uh, great day. Thank you, former Mayor Anarella and Mayor Rusty Knox. I'm Mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius. It's been a rich discussion between uh, uh, three buddies, if you will, that sort of started a lot of co uh, collaboration uh, a good many years ago now. It's still a pleasure to get together and just kind of chew the fat. We will see you next week. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, have a great day. Lake Norman. 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.